0: Hello, this is Brian Bolio, CEO and Chief Economist for ITR Economics. Thank you for listening to this edition of Trends Talk. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, why ITR is forecasting what we are forecasting in terms of the recovery trend out of uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, It's an ongoing question that we are getting, so I thought we could address it uh, in this Trends Talk. Really, we're coming at it from two different angles. One is um, the progression of the disease itself so far and what we see in those trends. And related to that is how the governors are opening up the states, most of the states anyways, for tiered openings anyways, for economic activity. And then the second approach is purely on the... uh, more economic side of things, but it's, it clearly is dovetailed with uh, what's going on in the first sector. In terms of the uh, progression of the disease itself, um, the numbers are looking better as the days go by. It's not linear, but the trends are clearly favorable in terms of um, confirmed cases, <clears throat> which is a speculative uh, difficult number to use, uh, and deaths, which is um, of an, in and of itself, a difficult number to use. Um, but those are trending as they should in order for the governors to indeed continue to open up our local economies. That obviously brings us to the question slash concern about a second wave of the virus rearing its ugly head as the opening continues. And our take on that is it's probable that we are going to see a second wave, but that just raises several questions. For instance, there's been a uh, second wave of sorts in South Korea and China that's in progress right now. We've already seen that that second wave has been blunted in both of those countries. So if we have that same sort of reaction or trend line or shape to the curve as South Korea and China, it shouldn't be overwhelming. But those two countries can react more rigorously and more centrally controlled manner than we are likely to see here in the United States. So there is a risk that the bloom here in the United States could be larger than what we're going to see in those two countries. So we accept it as, in our modeling anyways, there is going to be a second wave. There's no reason not to. But the ifs are these. If the wave is large enough and if the governors react as they did last time and shut down the economies of their various and sundry states, then our timeline is in jeopardy. Those are two significant ifs. Uh, There is no detailed analysis that we've been able to come across from any of the uh, pundits or uh, medical experts that dare to say how big the second wave is going to be, only that they're afraid of it. Clearly, they're afraid of this wave coinciding with the, uh, an influenza season and swamping the uh, hospital systems again, uh, as they did in certain areas, anyways, this time around. Those, that's a big if. We don't know. So, why would we want to build a possibility into our forecast instead of the probability? The probability is it's going to be there. The probability is it going to be more like what we see uh, going on in other areas than another massive pandemic that causes massive shutdown. Add to that the news over this past weekend about uh, a vaccine entering into the second stage of clinical trials, expanded human trials is what we're talking about, and how that Boston-based company is expecting that they are going to have a viable results of this uh, vaccine. Uh, and it looks to be quite efficacious by the end of this year. And they're so confident that they and a partner have gone ahead and started uh, generating millions of doses of this uh, vaccine. Um, that looks like Dr. Fauci's statements that we should have a vaccine by early winter uh, look to be spot on. And that's very encouraging in terms of seeing the economy do what we think it's going to do, and that is bottom out here in the second quarter, nudge up in the third quarter of the year, and we're talking about GDP here, uh, just sort of like crawl up from the hole, and then gain a little bit more traction in the fourth quarter as people become more and more acclimated to a return to what we consider to be normal and that is the consumer consuming, businesses supplying. And then we move into 2021 and that gains additional traction. Now, if our suppositions about the second wave are wrong, then our whole timeline gets pushed back one to two quarters anyway. But for the reasons we just talked about, we think the suppositions about the timeline are right. And for the heading of, for whatever it's worth, uh, the Federal Reserve over the weekend uh, outline their view of the timeline, and it's different than what they have been saying. And Chairman Powell is saying that it's very much like ours that the economy begins to move forward again in this third quarter of this year and gains a little bit more traction in the fourth quarter. And 2021 is going to be a recovery. And he said um, that it's probably going to take all of 21 to recover. And that's our forecast, that GDP gets back up to pre-COVID-19 levels uh, at the end of 2021. U.S. industrial production doesn't fully recover until 2022 because of the lingering effects of the oil black swan. That's going to be, uh, there's more vaccine against what's going on in the oil industry, for instance. So the economics look good. We're, we're, what we're hearing from our company, our client companies, are the demand is out there. They're having more trouble supplying than they are seeing demand. Backlogs are big and the demand pull on them is very strong. And then we've had instances where uh, companies have their, told us their clients, their customers are quite mad at them because they shut down in the month of uh, March and on into April and they wish they had never done that. In a recent um, business survey showed that 24% of the companies that are Vistage companies anyways, um, have seen a surge in activity because of the COVID-19 uh, event. All in all, it means the world is not coming to an end. All in all, it means that this is going to be a really tough second quarter, but we begin to crawl out of it, we think, in the third quarter. And you should be joining us and looking for the increased signs of that eventuality. Follow the leading indicators with us. Go on our website. You can follow the leading indicators. We'll be talking about them in more trends talks and we write about them in our blog. You can know how things are unfolding, but we encourage you to start planning, not necessarily spending money. we understand there's a reluctance to do that, but start planning on the economy getting better as we round the bend on 2020, and we get stronger and stronger in 2021. Join us, the world isn't coming to an end. This economy of ours is gonna rise up and rise up very nicely. This is Brian Bolio from IGR Economics. Thank you very much for joining us for this edition of Trends Talk.